everybody, and welcome back to Katie's Crib. In this episode, we are talking about one of my favorite topics, travel. But now we're talking about travel with kids. So it's super stressful, I know, for a lot of people to travel on your own and then adding a baby into the mix. It is just, it can be a lot. And just because you have a baby, it does not mean, you guys, that you have to swear off long distance trips, okay? Sometimes, you know, you just need to visit a family member far away, or sometimes you just like need a vacation, you know? And we're here to tell you that it is possible and you can do it without losing your freaking mind, okay? We are here today with one of my best friends in the entire world. It is the one, the only, Samantha Sky Shelton, who has the most beautiful <laughs> name. <laughs> she is a really freaking good friend of mine. And also, you guys, she is the incredible singer and talent that you hear on the music at the end and the beginning of this podcast. You know when it says, You do it. Yeah, that. You do it. I do it. Do it my way. And also, just FYI, I was Sam Shelton's backup singer. <laughs> For a good many years before Scandal, when we would, where would we perform? Oh, all over Los Angeles, the clubs of LA. And now I would happily be your backup singer. Oh, I would be your backup singer any day of the week. All I can remember was at a time in my life where I thought wearing navy blue sequin booty shorts <laughs> with like high heels and yep. tights was like a good look. But I was like a backup singer. It was, it was mostly fun just to hang out and practice like the songs and harmonize and stuff. Yeah, it was an opportunity to chill. <laughs> and I, you know how we figured out, we, okay, so Sam and I met in an acting class 100,000 years ago, Mara yeah. Casey's acting class. And then her husband, Stephen, and my husband, Adam, became friends separately. And then we put two and two together that they were becoming fast friends and she and I were becoming fast friends. And then it was just on and it's been on for, I don't what? know. 10, ten years? years? Something oh like God. that. Craziness. Um, Sam is has always been before babies a traveling guru like oh it's so sweet no you do i love to travel traveling has been like it has been tell us like some of the places you went to before what did your travel life look like before when you were not a mom well i have always approached traveling like not so much as taking a vacation but rather as like a way of life and how it's just a part of my year i always set aside money to travel every month and i still do to this day as uh just it's part of my own experience on this planet. I just want to see the world. I want to see as much as I can. And there is still so many more places to go. And you have seen a lot more places probably than I have. But um, I mean, some of my big adventures have been to Australia, Cambodia, Thailand, um, all over Europe, Europe, you were doing trains, Greece. Greece. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then South America. Did you feel fear? Oh yeah, where did you go in South America? Argentina. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. What did you feel like? Did you ever have a fear when you were thinking or talking about family planning with Stephen that like ye- traveling was going to be gone, or it was like, oh no no, we're just going to bring a kid into the mix. We always just we're going to bring the kid into the mix. But I think you have you know people have this. Um, you know, there's this thing where moms are like, I'm just going to strap my baby to me and just take them wherever I go. And like, you know, like they're just going to live my life with yeah, me. They're coming you know, into you know, my <laughs> life. Right, 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 right. Um, I'm just going to put on that, you know, put them in the sling and go. Yeah, yeah. And I think the reality is it's a little more complicated than that, especially for us. Um, but it's still not even an issue for us. It's like they're just going to have to get up and go and and you have tell us about your kids you have two (laughs) i have two adorable children laszlo and poppy i mean guys let's just give a big round of applause for those dope ass names they're amazing of Uh, course a samantha sky shelton would only have a laszlo davis and a poppy davis thank you um laszlo is five and poppy's two yes do you remember your first trip with laszlo i do we went to ziwatanejo Mexico. Nice. <laughs> and um, of course, I was terrified. And, you know, you just, there's so many unknowns. What's the plane going to be like? What's the airport going to be like? Customs. And yep. then you're going to Mexico. And um, it was incredible. I remember that, you know, the people around us, you know, if you have a, an adorable baby, like people are generally pretty nice to you. Mm-hmm. And Mexico is a country that loves kids and um, people bend over backwards. Um, one of the craziest things about that particular trip, I'll never forget this, is, you know, I had like the car seat and the bags and the diaper bags and like all of our, you know, crap. documents and crap. And we made it, we got in the cab, you know, things are falling everywhere, whatever. We get to the hotel. Two days later, the security guard comes up to us and is like, can you come to the office? 
And we get to the office totally freaked out. Yeah. And he's like, he hands us our passports, which had fallen out <gasps> in the back seat of the cab. Oh, my. And this angel taxi driver God. came back to the hotel and brought the passports Holy. and returned them. So talk about a moment of like seeing what your life could have been oh, on the other side. Like oh my God. I was like, immigration attorneys, um, you know, stuck in Mexico. Like, what do you even do? I would have had no idea what to do. And, and so. do you get just stressed about like, like I think a lot of people get stressed about the plane ride, which we'll get into, and is can be a fucking nightmare. But and I know you've lived through some shit. But um, <laughs> I always get stressed about only traveling to places right now where I think like the hospitals are going to be okay. Like that is so my alarmist ass, dumbass self. But like yeah. I, like we took Albie on his first trip outside the country to Barcelona. He was eight or nine months old. And I got into my head that someone had said, you should take him when they're really young before they're walking because they nap all the time in the stroller. I was so still smart. nursing and I could nurse on the plane, you know, which makes plane rides far more easy because they're very soothable. I um, felt like going to Barcelona or Madrid would be, God forbid anything bad had happened, why I chose these cities, is that a hospital would sure. be as great as one is here. And so I, I wasn't comfortable first going world. to a place that might not be first world. Do you ever feel that way or you're like... I think if I were to do it differently, I think you totally had it right. And I should have gone to cities like that when they were babies because it's once they're walking and crawling then that's a whole other ball game. Holy shit, But if you can shit, keep them really in a stroller, then yes, go to Paris. Go, you know. Yeah, I recommend the, the cities because they can do museums on naps. What's kind of romantic about it is even if they're jet lagged, what I found is like if he woke up at four or five o'clock in the morning, we just threw him in the stroller and like, Adam and I like strolled the city like by ourselves before the city was awake and it was yeah. like super romantic and dope and awesome. And so I had heard this tip of advice to like travel with the baby before they're crawling and moving and it's like actually, it was like, Adam and I say it was like better than our baby moon, that thing that people oh, take. Where this you're total queasy and you can't, you're uncomfortable like, and the you're not drinking. The idea of the baby moon is so stupid. It's this like dumbass hallmark thing of like you have to take your last trip before the baby is there well you can't drink yeah you feel like garbage <laughs> you definitely don't want to have sex all the time no. i mean i guess some few lucky women are like super horny during pregnancy and go with god great for them <laughs> but like i was not yeah so i like i just thought my baby moon was like supposed to be this epic amazing thing and it really wasn't we went to Hawaii but then when we went to Barcelona with the baby it was like very romantic yeah that sounds so dreamy I think we went to Tulum as a baby moon and then we went to Palm Springs or something and and I kind of have these vague like like kind of hot uncomfortable cankle <laughs> memories yeah like it's just not great like, like going to your point about hospitals yes I do always double check and just kind of make sure I know where it is, what your first line of you know defense would be. And in fact, I have a friend who was staying in a beautiful villa in Tuscany, <sighs> and she had uh, her twins were four years old at the time. And you know what can go wrong? They're playing. One of her twins gets bit by a viper, an extremely rare, oh, extremely deadly snake. My in Tuscany, that's God. like unheard of. And she, it was a whole drama, but basically she was in, you know, taxis to clinics, then the clinic to, in the ambulance to, you know, Florence and in the hospital for two weeks. Her son is fine, thank God, and everyone's okay. But she actually gave me the great advice, which is to not only double check where the clinics and the urgent care is and all of that, but also to understand what your insurance is in a foreign country. And how to um, just be prepared. And how do people go happens? about that. Like you just, I guess, spend some time googling wherever it is you're going and where the closest place is. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. Know. And I, I guess you call your insurance company. Like yeah, I or the hotel know. would know, or the town you're in, or you know. Yeah. I On the other mean, hand, I don't spend too much time worrying about it. Yeah. See, it's Sam just... Shelton is one of these amazing <laughs> yeah, moms to have around because you're very good at that. Like I'm the worrier, and Sam is like, it's fine. Like it's gonna be fine. <laughs> it's gonna work out. Um, Okay, you guys, we're gonna take a quick break and then we will be back with more Katie's Crib. I gotta tell you guys about this app, Drop. Have you heard about it? I am, I, I'm obsessed. It's making my life just like ugh, so much easier with all the multitasking and all the shopping I'm doing every day anyway. I'm spending, you know, money on my personal self, my family, everyone around me, and guess what? Now it comes back full circle for me, thanks to Drop, spelled D-R-O-P. 
It's really easy to use. Essentially, all you got to do is you download the app, you link your credit or debit card, and then boom, it's done. You automatically get points for doing the things you do every day, even when traveling. See? So like you're taking an Uber or a Lyft, you're getting gas, you're morning Starbucks, you're grabbing the necessities at CVS, et cetera, et cetera. All you got to do is download the app and use the code Katie's Crib, spelled K-A-T-I-E-S-C-R-I-B, for a free $5 Starbucks gift card right off the bat. This is your gift from me. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Thank you so much for being part of Katie's Crib. And now you get a free Starbucks on me when you sign up for Drop using the code Katie's Crib. You're welcome. Get your caffeine on so you can keep being your awesome mom selves. Mwah. Okay, let's get back to my conversation all about travel. I love this stuff with Sam Shelton. So Lazlo went to Zewatanejo, which was yes. his first baby trip. Yeah. And um, how was he on that flight? He was great. Oh, you said the people were really nice. Yeah. And he was, again, I think he was five months. And so he was just nursing and napping and you easy. Know, chill. Easy compared it's to what it is now. It's harder when they're, when they're toddlers and you do long flights. You know, they're... And he's five now, and we just had a really rough flight that included a night terror, which was... <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you explain this story? This is horrifying. <laughs> well, night terrors happen, you know, fairly often with kids around three, four years old. It, it's a crazy dream. It's like a nightmare that they can't wake themselves up out of, and you can't wake them up out of, and you just have to ride it out. And it happens when they're overtired, and um, we happen to have one on a... a cross-country flight from New York to Los Angeles and my poor son just was sleeping on my lap and then just sat up and started screaming bloody murder on the plane for 15 minutes solid could not wake him up out of this thing he gets on the floor in front of my knees and then throws up all over my legs drips into my shoes I'm sitting there in a pool God bless the flight attendants, but they're not really great in this scenario. They actually don't have cleaning supplies for this kind of thing. Right. They only have barf bags for adults, but like if there's throw up everywhere, it's not like they have like an amazing endless supply of like wipes and like bleach wipes or like Lysol. Yeah. So I was like, had my baby wipes for my two year old. I mean, it was, it was a disaster. And plus you don't bring a change of clothes for your five year old or yourself. Right. So notice, you know, maybe pack your own self a t-shirt, especially if you have a baby. Good tip guys. Or, you know, pants, but we like wrapped a hoodie around my son's lap and then, (laughs) and he he, was just naked. Yeah, he was naked. And then he, what we had an hour left to go on the flight. We got, and luckily we were heading back to Los Angeles. So we were going home, but he woke up and he was like, where are my pants? He had no memory (laughs) of the incident. Wow. Can you tell me what is your like flight suggestions they're both now of the age so you guys know babies below two fly for free and so a lot of people like to take advantage of flying to visit family or taking vacations before the babies too because they don't have to pay for an additional ticket although it is can be a nightmare that a baby's on your lap in a tiny ass economy seat for however long Mm -hmm. so you're at the place now where they're getting their own seats yes and not only that but since i have two kids you know, a lot of planes are three and three. So I will be sitting next to my two children, my husband's across the aisle, listening to his podcasts and having a drink and have the time of his life. And I'm the one. <laughs> and that's just because both kids want you, yeah, right? Yeah, just both want They're both yeah. like, I want to sit next to mommy. Yeah, I want to exactly. sit next to mommy. What is your, like, plane packing list right now? What are your tips or, like, is there anything where you're like, they need this, they need that? Like, are you at iPad level? Like, do you check to see if the planes have TVs? Are you against that? How does that whole go? We bring Kindles for both of the kids, and we're totally, like, screens are great on planes. Like, yep. go for it, kids. And we always have – I actually never check to see if the plane has a TV because we know we'll have our, our Kindle or iPad or whatever. Um, absolutely. There's this one thing which I highly recommend. It's called a trunkie, mm-hmm. and it's a suitcase. It's like a plastic suitcase for toddlers, and it has wheels on the bottom of it and a strap and handles. And the kids – it's like an – it's a toy for the kids to play on while they're waiting in the airport because they can scoot around on it. Mm -hmm. You can pull them by the strap. They hold on and you give them a ride. I've seen these at the airport. They look amazing. It's genius. My son loves it. And then what's in there? His toys and stuff? Yeah, we bring the iPad. My son's obsessed with travel and airplanes. No wonder. So he always brings his toy planes um, to have on the plane. And then we pack 
workbooks, coloring books, magnetiles are great. Mag exactly. You know, magnetiles are those plastic magnets that you can build structures with, yeah. but they stick together. They're magnetic. Oh, oh Albie will soon be doing Albie, the magnetiles. So I'm going to get him some. Um, but they are incredible because they're they you know suck together and so they're they're easy to they're store. kind of like their own game exactly and, and what's the yeah. snack situation for you on planes do you are you like a big pre-snack packer or oh you... yeah i bring tons of snacks yeah. i bring like tangerines goldfish whatever snack you know veggies all the all of that stuff and i also part of my the fun for my kids is getting a snack at the airport to take on the plane. So they always like to get the muffin or get the treat. Right. M&M's. Right. We always keep the M&M's. If something's going wrong after 45 minutes, you got to bring those M&M's and offer a couple M&M's. Damn, this is all so smart. This is what's coming down the pipe for me because, see, I'm still dealing with a toddler who, like, I can't give him magnet yeah. tiles because Albie's of the age. Like, I can't bring anything on the plane that he can throw. Because he will throw it into aisles <laughs> yeah. in front and behind us. Um, and I pack the most snacks you've ever seen in your entire life. You know how it used to be like you would travel with your backpack that had like your book in it that you were reading and mm -hmm. like your planner or like whatever. Now Adam has a backpack that has like a few of my things in it because I don't, I don't read on planes anymore. I don't do anything for myself on planes anymore. It's just a full-time job a full -time of entertaining job. my child um, so that I'm trying to be respectful of the other people flying. Um, and so I, there's one backpack that has a, like my wallet and passport, and then my backpack is filled with, you bring, I've heard, a bunch of diapers. I think it's one per hour when they're little. That seems like Was what good. I'd read. The most wipes ever, a change yeah. of outfit, the most snacks ever. And then I also always bring on the plane Motrin, mm -hmm. a thermometer, which it's crazy, I just feel like I should have it, and Benadryl. And I was reading that you bring those things on the plane because, God forbid, they have a crazy like allergic reaction at 35,000 feet or they start running a temperature. Um, you can administer either of those things. You should also make sure you've tried those things before you're trying them on a plane just to know that your kid doesn't react poorly to them. Like you don't Absolutely. want the first time you're trying Motrin or Benadryl to be on a plane. Have oh, tried like, that before. Like I did. Oh, you did that? <laughs> no. <laughs> With my older son, he, um, I gave him Benadryl for the first time on a eight hour flight and he is of the 2% or 3% of kids or something who has the opposite reaction. And instead of it making them sleepy and drowsy, it made him like overactive and crazy. Oh, <laughs> so God. definitely talk to your pediatrician and maybe give that a try. Give it a try you before you fly. Have you ever been one of those people? And I have not. I've seen on Instagram like amazing people who come onto the plane with a baby and like have brought gifts or Starbucks gifts cards for everyone who sits I'm around totally you. I'm totally against that. I, I'm against you it too. Are? Fuck that. I'm sorry, but like, what the fuck? Like. It's I, like, I have time for that. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not worried about buy you. gift cards. Like, I'm sorry. I'm a nice person. I'm going to do the best I can. Exactly. It, it, like, I, I've never been given a little baggie of, like, treats. earplugs and treats and whatever. But I, I honestly, like, it, it's the last thing on my mind when I'm getting ready for a flight. And by the way, like, you know, everyone's doing the, I did, everyone's doing the best they can. I, I just, kids are kids. They're going to do what they do. The air, you know, you're not getting on an airplane to have a vacation on the airplane. It's like, it's a mode of transportation. So let's just all like... Hunker down, put in your earphones. Exactly. Like, bring I'm your own earplugs. Yeah, bring your own freaking earplugs. <laughs> yeah, I see this on Instagram, like these wonderful Maybe parents who nice, are like... I, mean, I might be a bitch. I mean, I don't know. But like, I was like, oh my God, that's what I'm supposed to be thinking of. I mean, I'm trying to pack for uh, my entire family. I'm trying, I know that I will walk... 1,000, oh, here's a question. Have you found it to be easier to fly with breaks or oh. do you think it's easier to fly overnight? Um, I definitely think you should just get it one and done. Do the longer flight. I personally like don't want to go through taking off and landing, getting off a plane, getting on a plane. Mm. For me, that's, mm. I know other people have a different opinion and like they like the break, they like to let their kid run around or whatever. Yeah. For me, I just prefer to like, let's just get, get it, it over done. with. Yeah. Are your kids having, do they have bad reactions to the ascend and descend? They don't. Um, they, they have both been pretty even keeled, um, but you know, they say sucking on something. I've, I've nursed my kids and... I usually try to do that on takeoff or landing, but they say you can also give them, you know, like a lollipop. I have some friends who give their kids lollipops. Or That's brilliant because a lot of times swallow. kids cry the most with the, they can't regulate their ears going up and going down. Yeah. So that's when they cry the most.
Have you ever had negative run-ins with fellow passengers? Because I just had my first one and it was a fucking nightmare. I haven't actually. I think most people have been pretty nice. I mean, you get some like some sour looks. I'm sure when my son threw up, you know, and there was an hour left to go, people were not necessarily <laughs> thrilled. But I didn't even look because I mean, what can I do? It's like yeah. we're all doing Sorry. the best we can. I, you guys, was away what over happened? Christmas. Did I tell you this yet? Oh, I did. Okay. I um, came home. We were flying home from the Dominican Republic and I treated, this is a huge controversy. I've since done a lot of research and looked into it, but there is a whole thing about should babies or should babies not be in first class. It's a big touchy subject. I, most of the time, do not fly first class. Um, it's really expensive and that's for when mommy's working and someone else is paying for that. <laughs> but um, I... The first class flights from Atlanta to LA were crazily not expensive and I went for it. Also, I think the holidays being a former scandal actor, I get people asking to take a lot of photos and sometimes I'm really tired mm -hmm. and I have a baby and I don't really want pictures of Albie out there. So I bought the first class ticket and we walked on the plane and in the first two minutes, there's a dude and his girlfriend or wife, whatever, three rows behind us, and they are shushing Albie every two seconds. Every sound he makes, he did not cry. He was talking, he's a toddler, so a lot of like, hola, and like, yeah, and like, boo boo bee bee bee, like whatever. And they keep going, shh, 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 and rolling their eyes at us anytime I made eye contact. I cannot. It lasted for about an hour, the tons of shushing until my husband stood up, went to go back to the bathroom holding Albie and they shushed us again and Albie and Adam went up to the gentleman and said, hey, is there a problem? Is there something we could be doing to make this flight better? I'm really sorry. And they said, this is ridiculous. We're the only people that have the balls to speak up in first class, but your baby is screaming and you need to get control of your baby. <gasps> and oh um, he, I, I heard this go down to which then I stood up and said, excuse me, we're doing a great job. Our baby hasn't even cried. And he said, you need to be walking your baby up and down the you aisle. And, and I said, oh, I took my hoops off. And I was like, do you just hate babies or something? That's what I said. This guy he said, no, I have a daughter. And his girlfriend was like, yeah, he has a daughter. And I was like, well, obviously you're like a fucking horrible father. Um, it was a nightmare. Uh, thank God we didn't get into an actual fight with them because they were tan and ripped as hell. <laughs> and they would have broken Adam and I in fucking half. But um, oh they were... Horrible. They the hated nerve. the baby. They hated us. They said, we paid $1,300 for this flight. And I said, you know, we've paid for first class as well. And we have every right to be here. We got the bulkhead. And it was... Absolutely. What did the stewardess or the so flight the attendant... the flight attendant came up and said, uh, came up and said, yes, sir, you can't be constantly shushing the baby. In my 15 years of being a flight attendant, I've never seen behavior like this. He asked for her name because he was going to file a complaint with Delta, to which then I said, well, yeah, what is your name? Because I'm going to be filing a compliment with Delta, which I did for <laughs> Stacy Brooks. I know you, Stacy Brooks, Delta flight. I can't remember yes, the number, Stacey. but from Atlanta to, no, Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, no, Punta Cana to Atlanta. Oh my anyway. God. This was my first and only run-in that has been very negative, but since then I've done some research and there are people who just really believe babies shouldn't be in first class and maybe that's heard true. That. I don't know. I mean, the only freaking problem is that I'm like, Kim Kardashian flies first class with her babies. I've seen her do that. Like, what do you do if you're someone who's in the entertainment industry? Yeah. And when I fly economy, which I do all the time with a hat and glasses, everyone in the back of the airplane is always like, what are you doing back here? And I'm like, well, I'm just like a person like you with like my kid. And they're like, yeah, but you're on scandal. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm also like an actor who's like looking for a job. Do you know what I mean? It gets very odd. Um, I think that's crazy. I, <laughs> I've never heard that about babies, but I think that if I could afford to fly in business or first class with my baby, I would absolutely 100% do that because that's going to give you a better experience with your kid. And at the end of the day, I think, and this is probably a good rule of thumb for travel in general, which is just you cannot please all of the people all the time or care about what people are thinking. Like if I see a kid on a plane crying or whatever, I just want to see that the parents are trying to do something. You know, that makes me feel like, well, what can they do? But it looks like they care. Right. And they're making an effort. Right. Now, Albie wasn't even crying. So these people are Insane. Insane. And this is, and it sounds like, I mean, you've traveled with your baby so many times and this is definitely, and this was Albie's 13th flight and I've never had an experience like this. So this is obviously the exception and not the rule, but I think you're right. I think it comes into a lot of like, if you're someone who's, you know, 
very attached to what people think. Mm -hmm. This is the biggest exercise. Flying with a baby is the biggest practice you will ever have of just, you cannot care. You can only do what you can do. Exactly. And find that meditative place inside of you to just tune out the eyeballs or whatever and just try to help your kid out with whatever's going on. And, you know, sometimes there's a reason, sometimes there's not. But, you know, my daughter screamed for about nine hours straight on an overnight flight. And Where were you going? uh, Fiji. I mean, you guys, Sam Shelton took two babies to Fiji. (laughs) Like, this woman is a beast. Like, these are goals right now. These are goals. Because I cried. Like, when I had a baby, we were making Albie. Like, one of the biggest concerns I had was that I felt like my travel life was over. And because Adam and I had been not working actors for so long, our travel life was very short. Like, we had some years where we actually could afford to see the world. And I feel like you do. I feel like it's my responsibility to try to see as much as I can. And I love immersing myself in other cultures and other places. And... I just was very upset when I got pregnant. Like, I don't want that to change. Yeah. Um, and you're such an inspiration to Aww. me. You you're an really inspiration are. to me. You've seen it. You have been everywhere. But and with a baby, dude, but that is hard well, fucking Well, you know core. what? I think at the end of the day, it's like, it's as hard as it can be. And, you know, the rough nights, the sleeping, the t- you know, the jet lag, whatever. we got to talk about that. It's always worth it. I've never regretted a trip. I've never regretted it. And it's like time passes. You're on a plane for 10 freaking hours it's going to end eventually and then you're going to be in Fiji or you're going right. to be wherever. And it's, you know, if you can just keep your head out of other people's, you know, issues issues, and focus on just getting through it and getting to the next stage and taking a nap or, you know, making it work with your partner, it's, it's always worth it. What about um, now that we've gotten off the plane, which guys, that is the big, <laughs> that is big, that is a big part of it. Let's talk about hotel situations, staying with friends, relatives, like what do you prefer? Um... We've done a lot of Airbnbs and um, rentals, and that's always great and fun, especially if, you know, you want to have a fridge or you're making your breakfast for kids or whatever. Like, that's always great. On the other hand, it can mean that you're also doing exactly what you do at home on vacation (laughs) with a million dishes a day or, you know, stuff too. So I, I can see the benefit of just, like... The room service and the hotel life. Whoa, I didn't even think about the Airbnb. that. That's a really good idea because I have found so far in our baby Albie travels that, like, yes, having a house is a sort of a better situation because there's like a bathtub yeah. and like some of these nice hotel rooms only have a shower exactly. or like, you know, we have a full kitchen so I can do his food. But you're right, like, then you're just doing the same shit you do at You've home. You've brought all this gear from home, all the pouches and the things and the spoons and the sippy cups that you like to have at home. And then the next thing you know, you're like doing the same thing you do at home in, in your rental I house. I never <laughs> thought about it like that. Um, when you're traveling, what do you, what are the things that you um, think well, space, about? Space is also important. So it's yeah. like hotel rooms don't often have, you know, the best space. And I know you've like, Albie slept in many a bathroom with the so door many closed. bathrooms, so many bathrooms <laughs> to get the blackout. We have you these know. baby this travel crib. We take his when we travel, we take his travel crib everywhere. It's thirteen pounds, so it's so light, and we pop that shit open everywhere we've been. He's lucky if he gets a room. Most of the time, he doesn't. He's usually in like a nicer sized bathroom with the door a roomy cracked. closet. A roomy <laughs> closet. We've done a bunch of those. I just as for me, it's like as long as I know there's air ventilation, that's the only thing I get like a little bit yeah. nervous about. Agreed. Because you want there to be like a fan or vents or whatever um but that white we bring our white noise machine oh yeah we bring the travel crib we bring his sippy cups or bottles and we always bring i know it's not the best but we do bring pouches you know of the food and all that stuff because sometimes we've traveled places where i just came to our first experience in dominican republic there was no milk whoa like there's milk but it's 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 (laughs) parmalot which yeah. I'd never given him, like like shelf in those milk boxes in the boxes, mm-hmm. which I've never. I didn't know if he would have some. You know, I just my dad and I like ran to the grocery store and I was like, "Well, Albie has like you know his two bottles of milk every single day," and I was like, "Oh shit, there's no milk here." The milk that I know, like yeah. in a refrigerator, like this is like it's all on a shelf and it's like powder or whatever. I don't know, but he did fine with it. Yeah, he had diarrhea for like a day or two, and then he was fine. <laughs> he loved it, and actually, then the whole family loved it. Everyone was like trying it with like our Oreos at night, and we were like, "Holy shit, this Parmalat's freaking amazing!" And then we were putting it in our coffee, like it was delicious. There's certain things you can get on the other side that you don't need to pack, like diapers. 
wipes. Although some countries' diapers are weirdo. <laughs> you can't get seventh generation everywhere you go. I <laughs> and I have found that Amazon. I mean, you, if you're flying domestically and you're f- doing it, I definitely Amazon in advance a thing of diapers, a thing of wipes, a thing of baby aqua to your family's house. Yeah, I send it to my Smart. family's house in advance because I don't want to fly with that stuff. And then also, it's so great to get there and not have to do an additional run to the grocery store. Like you show up and there's already diapers, wipes, the soap that I use in the bath, like the few basic things. Um, uh, I do think that people go, can go a little overboard with the gear though. Like I have seen at a certain point you have to just say enough and that like we're going somewhere that people live and it's going to be accessible. Yes. Yeah. You know, maybe yes. Like the pack and play or the sleeping situation, whatever is you feel comfortable with. That's always very key. The loveys. I always, pack a lovey in the suitcase and then bring one on the plane just in case a lovey gets like the luggage gets lost or whatever like my kids need to sleep with that their loveys. That is genius. So, I never even thought about that. I always check the loveys. I don't even think about it. one time the lovey got lost. It was also, not cute. Oh my god, a lovey is just like the little baby it's a little blank. It's a little blankie that goes thing. in their crib that whatever little thing that they've had since they were a baby that they their always attachment. sleep within their crib. It's like a lot of babies have a, a, a little teddy bear teddy or, bear or a little blankie or something like that and a lot of parents will have a few of them so that when one eventually gets lost. They're comfort objects. Yes, they're comfort objects. So you fly with one and you check one, which yeah. is genius. Um, what about routine? Like if you're someone who's really on a good sleep schedule and a good eating schedule that is you're like pretty stuck with, I think that holds a lot of people back from traveling too. They get scared they about... They get really scared about time changes and how they're going to do it yeah. and all that stuff. How do you handle it? Well, as you know, my kids are not great sleepers naturally. <laughs> it's not they're so, not great sleepers. They just really like to be alive and awake and like yeah. part of this world. So I think it's just that part we just... It's like you're going to travel. It's going to be different, anyways. You know, we go with we go with God. But um, yeah, I I always think that you know the nap. We're not ones to try to skip naps. I do believe that, like you know. But when you're traveling, sometimes they have to nap on a go, or you think about it. Like, okay, they're going to do. We're bringing the stroller, so we'll do like a, a stroller nap or a car nap. Try to time out your your road trip or whatever, you know, part of the days for the nap so that you can get that out of the way. You know, sometimes my kids have had a hard time napping in like unusual hotel rooms or whatever. And so I usually try to figure out how to do the nap on the go. Um, Bedtime, it really depends on the time change. You know, sometimes it's like if you're traveling to the East Coast, it's nice to keep the LA kids on the East Coast schedule, which I know you just did. I rock that. My whole family's on the East Coast, and obviously we live in LA, and it is the shit. Like, because he sleeps seven to seven here, so when I go back to the East Coast for the holidays at any point, which we do every year for every freaking holiday, we just do 10 to 10. So, like, What's great about that is he wakes up at like 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. He takes a nap three hours later. He takes another nap three hours later. And then he's up, you know, from 6 to 10 at night. And yeah. he has dinner with the whole family. We take him out to dinner. It's wonderful. I just keep him on his exact L.A. schedule and I just move it three hours later. What happens with my kids? We go to the East Coast. It's like that for two days. And then because they love to be awake, the sun, they just start waking up. The sun rhythms, they like can't do it. Or if you're going like to Hawaii or you're going west from here, then you're up at four in the morning and that's not fun but it's usually just a day or two I say especially like going to someplace I think is easier than coming home yeah how is the home transition for you it's always a shit show yeah and but like you've said you've never found it to not be worth it exactly and you know it might be hard coming back for a couple days or whatever but there's also a comfort about everyone's got their own beds their own, you know, like the routine, the night, the your your bath, your your, bath, bath, your, your stuff. stuff. There's yeah. something about that that's very also um, soothing for them. Mm-hmm. So it might be rough depending on where you've been. But it's just, it's have not, you ever flown with long. the kids by yourself? Have I? No, I, just, I haven't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Take a friend. I mean, it is. I mean, single moms out there, we've had some of you on Katie's crib. It is. It is the realest thing I just traveled with him by myself on an overnight flight and I wanted to prove to myself that I could more than anything like Adam's so wonderful and he's such an involved dad and he's so helpful on the plane like I don't even think I've ever before that had ever changed Albie's diaper on a plane because Adam just does it every time which (laughs) is the jam also by the way we play in the bathroom for a good 15 minutes that's like another event on the plane is like oh he has to go to the bathroom okay we're gonna pull down the changing table he's gonna sit on it for 15 minutes he's gonna pull out all these tissues then we're gonna put them back then he's gonna play with the soap then we're gonna put that back like it's 
just, oh, another activity where he's like being held down. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I flew by myself overnight to Buffalo for Christmas and it was, he didn't sleep for one minute. I lost an entire night of sleep. I walked probably seven miles up and down the fucking aisle for five hours while he did back bends and screamed and punched me in the face. And it was the first time oh I ever God. like kind of grab I mean I don't grab him but I like held his arms and I was like looked him in the eye and I was like please please stop please like I had been pushed to the brink without a break and then my you know what and then I was like this is why it's really interesting being an older mom because my back from carrying him up and down aisles for five hours was like on fire. Like, yeah. I just was like, this You're in is... so much pain. Oh, I always bring aspirin for myself. Oh, great <laughs> bring idea. Bring I didn't do that either. Bring Advil for yourself, 100%. You're going to be in some weird positions. We always bring the Ergo on the plane, too, which is the baby carrier, mm-hmm. because we'll do breaks where, like, he'll play in the seat, and then we'll hold him walking up and down the aisle, but then we'll put him in the carrier, which gives your arms sort of a break, but then it screws up your back. I mean, it's always just about like what body part is being injured at this point. Well, and you had mentioned earlier the bulkhead, which I am such a huge fan of. If there's any way you can get those seats first, I mean, it's a little tricky to take off and landing because you have to store things up above, whatever, but having a little play area, if your kids are old enough to sort of like have an activity on the floor there, you know. Bulkhead is the jam. We build like a blockade so that he can't get to the aisle and we just put Adam's like backpack there and then we throw all of his toys on the floor of the bulkhead and it's like having a little playroom right now, thank God. Can I tell you also what I do, the first thing I do when I get on the plane is I bring wet ones, antibacterial wipes, and I just wipe every surface, seat belt, You have to. And this goes for people who aren't moms because my mom, my aunt Glenda is a flight attendant and I love her very much and she confided in me and now I will confide in all of you that those tray tables and TVs are very rarely, if ever, cleaned. So so all y'all traveling and don't want the flu and this, that, and the other thing, you might be the psychopath that everyone judges while you're taking out Mm -hmm. your Clorox wipes, but I wipe that shit down. Don't care. Well, also for babies because he does put the remote in his mouth. He does lick the television. He does do all of those things. Oh, my kids' faces are on the windows and they're (laughs) lifting and closing the windows and like blowing on the window panes and stuff. I'm just imagining all the hands that have lifted and closed, you know. Great tip. Uh, we've talked a lot about the stress involving travel, but what are, okay, when we say, which I think is really the point of this episode, that it is worth it, why do you think so? Like, what is your... I think, first of all, travel is not just the trip, but it's looking forward to the trip, and it's planning it, and that brings me joy in advance of the trip, and for me, that's a hobby, and it's something I really love to do. So it's kind of like not just a week in time or whatever, but it's the whole leading up to it, which gives me energy um, and the anticipation of it. And then knowing that it's never going to be how you anticipate it, but um, to let go of that and to be in it, it's almost like a, a mindfulness thing, and it's it's so amazing. And I, I just, at this point in time, I'm not picking places that are going to be super challenging as far as like planes, trains, and automobiles, and, you know, maybe cities that are difficult to get through, get around, but rather I'm looking for places that have a lot of natural beauty that will be welcoming with the kids, that I can sort of have an easygoing kind of landing experience and just kind of go with it. But um, for me, it's just so life-affirming to be around people of different cultures and to hear their stories and to eat the food and not just try to recreate my own life in another country, but to kind of be a family in another country and see kind of and just absorb and learn the, you know from the world around me. When people say that thing of like well it's not worth it the kids don't remember it or things like that do you feel like you're giving them memories or life lessons or like how do they does Laszlo like I'm dreaming big like does Laszlo remember these things and he's talk starting about them? to I have thought about that and there's a lot of things you know he does not remember Ziwataneho right. at all of course <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but there are a lot of things now he remembers you know surprisingly his memory is very sharp and I think even if he doesn't remember it, it's in his fabric, it's in his, you know, muscles somewhere. I love that. And also, it's my memory. I remember it. And, you know, frankly, 
need that shit. I'm the mom. So you're, yeah, <laughs> you're building the memories. The biggest thing that, one of the loveliest things that Adam has done so far as a dad was we went to Barcelona, as I said. And again, it was something like I wanted to prove to myself that we could do it. Um, but he, when we came back, made a children's book that had <sighs> pictures of Albie in Spain with like, you know, when we saw a church or this and then each word in Spanish so oh that it's like gosh, a Spanish Adam's picture book. Best. But like Adam was like, then that way when Albie's like three, four, five, six, and we're going to build books, like a library of the places in the world he has seen. And I'm hoping that it affects his memory that he remembers that the world is a big place. And he's yeah. been like super fortunate to see some of it. And I hope that he gets the travel bug. You know, I, growing up, we just went on road trips to my grandparents. Mine too. Or Same. camping. Same. We never took vacations like Ever. this. So maybe for me, it's more exciting and part of what I want to do because I didn't have that as a kid. So maybe our kids will not have that. So maybe they'll be spoiled brats. <laughs> like, like, I know. I didn't leave whatever. the country until I was an adult. I've like been my to Sri Lanka. Never, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my kids like, my first beach vacation was Fiji. I know. Exactly. It could be a total jerk that way. But, but you're right. It's whatever. for us. It's for it's me. For us. It's for you. Um, this is so... I could talk about this stuff for hours. I mean, travel is literally one of my life passions and where I feel happiest. I think it's not coincidental that when I travel with our family, our phones are off. We're very mm-hmm. present with each other. Um, which I think is what offsets the stress of travel. Like I think as stressful as it is to fly and pack and be prepared and send shit there in advance and what are you going to do about food and there is no milk and all that stuff. Once you get there, you've set aside that time for vacation and for experience. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, we turn off our phone. We only check our phones once a day, you know. It, it's like a totally different that's great. thing. And I feel like that's worth it. Sure. An opportunity to unplug and just kind of be where you are. And it's huge. I think it's really, and it's a great privilege. I mean, let's be honest. We have, we are lucky to be able to even have this conversation, you know? <laughs> so, so true. It's... I'm not looking forward to when Albie's over two and I have to buy him a flight. I'm oh, like, wait, whole... what? How <laughs> much two is kids one? over two and you have oh to buy my four tickets and then from there. Now I know why my parents only took us on road trips. Is there any advice you want to give to moms who might be afraid of traveling or might be having their first travel coming up? Or Well, I think that it depends. Like if you're just, ha- if you have to go to your in-laws or to your family or you have to do something then you know you might be nervous but it's just it's not even an option so just to arm yourself with as much you know help and luckily my partner is great at trading off like I might have a really rough night with my kids but like we have a deal where I get to take like an early morning nap and he takes a turn with the kids and then after that point you know all is well, we can deal. It's just as it's taking care of yourself in little baby steps. Like, what do you need to get through this day? I have sobbed on planes lots of times. Love you know, that. Been totally overwhelmed. And it's just part of it. I think you, like, we And yet you're about, still doing it. I still do it. And why? I'm crazy. I'm crazy no, you're awesome. You're so awesome. But I, I think love you have it. to take care of yourself. And also as a person, like if travel is something important to you and you had that bug and spark and you did that when you were, you know before you had kids, then maybe honor that and, you know, don't shut that off just because you have kids, but give them a chance to see what happens. And if it all goes horribly, well, you can, that happens, you know, and you also, can change your mind again too. That. Like kids yeah. change so much. Like they might be terrible at it at two and then great at it at five. Like it's so, I mean, I can't wait. Albie's not at the age yet where he understands stories on an iPad. So I don't have, it's just me entertaining him yeah. for six hours. But like, or longer, but as soon as he gets like good at watching a movie, hello, oh, like your, I can't your wait. Life is I'm about still, to... oh, I cannot <laughs> wait to just put him down in front of a screen. I mean, I I'm not a screen person otherwise, but for travel, forget it. Sure, forget and, it. You know, there's all kinds of little devices you can get, like um, earphone splitters if you have two kids, so that they can share one iPad or. You know, there's uh, these amazing, like, battery charger packs you can, you know, because things run out of charge. Not all airplanes have the charging stuff on them. And, you know, there's a whole industry of travel stuff, which I'm not really, you know, great at getting everything. But there are options for stuff. Mm -hmm. Hacks, travel hacks. Travel hacks, yeah. I know the first time a bunch of my friends traveled, they were like all calling the airlines in advance. Like, do we need the birth certificate? Do I need a passport? Even though I'm only traveling domestically. Like, what are you, what do you bring for that kind of stuff? I have been stopped at the gate by um, flight attendants who want, I'll start over. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
my daughter has, let me, how do I mm. <laughs> rephrase this? I'm mm. going to get in my head about this. Mm. Um, at, when traveling, I've had to show my daughter's passport yeah. or proof that she's not two. If you have a toddler who looks maybe like they're a little bit older, they will sometimes oh ask to see my. proof that they're not two. What? But like I think Southwest always checks. Um, but you can usually get by with a picture of it, of their passport, if you show them a picture or some kind of proof. I think I showed them an Instagram birth announcement that had my daughter's, like that had the date on it. And they were like, okay, that's fine. Like they let oh that go. My but in general, I always have a picture of their passport because something happens with the actual passports or whatever like that. So you always travel with, which is really smart. Domestically, I don't take my kids' passports, but I have a picture of their passports on my phone. Great. Okay, so a picture of their passports on their phone for domestic. And I did travel when I first started traveling with him with his birth certificate because that's what I was supposed to do, and no one ever asked me for it. So, like, I have no idea. And now that he has a passport, which, by the way, for all of you guys, if you're interested in getting your kid's passport, is the cutest freaking thing in the entire world. Like, his passport (laughs) photo is, I cannot. It is so cute. Yeah. Um, uh, we travel with that um, if we're flying outside of the country. But in the country, yeah, I don't bring it, but I do have a photo of it on my phone just in case. That's a smart idea. And he's getting older, so you might get asked next time you go. You know, is he too? Is he too? Because you, or, you because you should have paid for this the seat for him. Yeah. Or they just want to see, because I guess I can imagine people try to get away with that. <laughs> Hell yeah, save that money. He just turned two last month. You know, it's like still oh there too. Oh my god! But I'm as not far as documents, you know, I I have been places where they like a daycare that wanted to see his immunization records or whatever. But that stuff is all reachable. Oh, that's a question we never talked about. Have you hired babysitters? in foreign countries or or anywhere on vacation because some people are really nervous about that like some people are very like you know sometimes hotels have daycare offered or like nannies for like not that much and you can hire a nanny to come to your hotel room at night so that you and your husband can go out to dinner or like you and your parents or whatever have you done that before yes we've hired um we've hired babysitters through hotels in foreign countries and um it was i trusted them and it was fine it was you know were they the best babysitter I've ever had no you know I've hired babysitters through friends in cities and then wished I had gone through the hotel because these people ended up being kind of like you know wacko so <laughs> sometimes maybe your sure. friends are not as vetted as like sure the hotel sure. which is like, like they extremely... are you CPR certified like like chances are right. a lot of times if you're hiring a nanny through a resort or through a hotel or through something like that they've had to be CPR trained they've had to have a lot of experience background checks checks, things like that so most of the time even though their personality wise might not be your exact jam they're probably experienced yeah and I've had some um, sitters through friends who have been amazing too and I felt so comfortable because I at least had one degree of separation and I knew the person and their kids and, and I felt so comfortable. I think it really comes down to your comfort. Like mm-hmm. I was so nervous dropping my son off at his first like daycare in a foreign city. I think it was like a ski trip in Tahoe or something and I was like oh, terrified and it was fine. He had a blast and it was it was all good. But I think trying to fold in some sort of childcare into your trip so you can maybe have an opportunity with your partner to like go out to dinner or do something is nice and you know. What about, have have you ever heard of these things? Like, I've had friends text and ask, like, so is it bad if we're, like, in a hotel room and the monitor's on and we go down to the restaurant in the hotel to, like, go out to dinner? (laughs) No, I'm serious. Like, these are the texts I get. Like, okay, we're in Mexico and our room is over here and the restaurant is, like, right across the pool. And if our monitor's on, can we go out to dinner and get wasted? Like, what's everyone's feeling on that? What do you think? I haven't done it. But, like... I probably would do it. I thought about doing it in the Dominican Republic. Like we had the hotel room right next to the bar and my parents were meeting there for like a drink at five and Albie was still napping. And I was like, the monitor's on my phone. Like I'm literally looking at him and I am literally, I don't know, 35 steps away. So, I mean, he ended up waking up and it didn't happen, but I was almost doing it. Yeah. Like I was almost like, it's fine. Like, Same. We almost did it once and we, it was before video monitors. So we had like the sound monitor and then I think my, oh no, how was it? I think my husband called, called the phone. his phone. Yeah, we've done that. <laughs> and so his phone was on and we had a phone. So we were like listening and we walked, but I think we'd like chickened out like 
we walked out 10 minutes and then we're some people are pretty brave about it like I have a friend on a tour right now of a show you know she's in a musical tour around the country and her baby's with her and um they're staying so they're in a lot of hotels a lot and she'll get out of the show at 11 p.m and like the baby's asleep and they have the monitor on and like her and her husband go down to the hotel bar and they just like have drinks and she's like I mean god forbid that one time though it's like that terror would live within me. But like, what would happen? I mean, I guess it, it's scary. I don't know, but I'm sure like 30 years ago, I mean, oh my God. Like my mother-in-law would be having a heart attack right now. But she like my parents, this. I used to, my parents used to take us camping every year and we would be asleep in the cabin, all the babies. And my parents would be like down the row of cabins at the fire pit yeah. with everybody, like drinking a thousand beers, roasting <laughs> hot dogs. And we were far away in a cabin and they're like we would just hear like you could scream as like if you woke up like you know what I mean I just yeah. we're so a little bit so protective protective and yeah. we are always nervous of the worst scenario happening so I'm curious of like how other moms well do speaking it. to worst case scenario you know I know I've texted you a picture of the amount of medication I take to foreign countries this is <laughs> because um, my doctor, you know, he said like, look, if you're in Hawaii, I can call you in a Z-Pack or whatever for the kid. But like, if you're in Fiji or you're in one of these other crazy places, like it's going to be more difficult. So let me just give you this, um, prescription in advance and you have it in your bag and you're ready to go. So I always bring like some kind of antibiotic and so smart, huge travel tip. I used to do that for myself when we would travel alone. Like when we went to Africa, I brought like, or anywhere we would go, I would bring UTI medicine, uh-huh. traveler's diarrhea medicine. A yeast infection. Yeast infection. Hello, <laughs> give me diflucans. But like, I would travel with that stuff because you, come on, we're we know. Like, you got a yeast infection. We like know what's happening. And like, I don't, you know. So you, you don't take a diflucan. Go, like take four days to no, find to find a monostat seven <laughs> no. that's like hundreds of years old. Um, but this is a great call with babies too. If you go to a place that it might not be easily accessible to you, to go to your pediatrician and say, Hey, I'm traveling to this foreign country that it might not be so yeah. easy to get stuff. What do you recommend taking? Can I take one antibiotic with me? Should I take cold syrup, cough syrup, if your child's of age to be taking that stuff? Exactly. That um, my son has really bad eczema, and so we always have like different kinds of the hydrocortisone creams and the things that we can have just extra. There's like a antibiotic ointment in case one of his eczemas gets infected. You know, things like that, that would be hard. And again, you could go down a crazy wormhole and go way overboard on this stuff. So. It's not really necessary in general, but um, for places where it might be a little more off the beaten path, I definitely recommend that. So smart. (laughs) You are my travel and friend (laughs) goals guru of having amazing, awesome kids who are world travelers like their mommy. Oh, thank Um, you. And I hope I'm sitting here in three or four years saying that I went to Fiji with two children and I was brave enough to do it. (laughs) Um, well, likewise, you are an incredible traveler with your son. You've already you. taken him to such amazing places. Thank you. And gosh, do all your listeners know how wonderful you are? No, Katie Moses is so wonderful. You, I love you and very much. And we're going to travel together. And yeah, we're going to travel kids our kids together. together. That's our next and goal. And we'll live podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. We'll live stream our travels of the plane with our children throwing up and yes. watching iPads. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on Katie's Crib. I love I you. It. I do it, I do it my way. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening and for your amazing feedback and tweets and messages and reviews and sharing Katie's Crib with your friends and your family. It means so, so much to me. So please keep it coming and check us out on Shondaland.com. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts.